Hello and welcome to this podcast from the BBC World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the BBC World Service are supported by advertising. Klingt die Musik in deinen Ohren? Dann geht es dir wie uns. Bei Airbus bauen wir nicht einfach nur Flugzeuge. Wir haben eine Mission, das heute mit dem Morgen zu verbinden. Du willst ein Teil davon werden? Das ist deine Chance. Wir suchen motivierte MitarbeiterInnen in vielen Bereichen. Jetzt bewerben unter airbus.com jobs und gemeinsam mit uns abheben. Ready for takeoff? Veränderungen scheinen oft unmöglich, zu komplex und zu schwierig. Sind sie nicht. Expleo ist Experte für Digitalisierung und Engineering. Erfahrene Teams können Sie beraten, wie Sie die neuesten digitalen Innovationen auf Ihre Prozesse anwenden. Jetzt können Sie genau das Richtige ändern, ohne alles zu ändern. Expleo. Jetzt ist es möglich. Erfahren Sie mehr unter expleo.com. jetzt standing good or bad Welcome to Discovery from the BBC World Service. I'm James Gallagher. Now, those children we just heard are really thinking about the amount of time they spend sitting versus standing up, and we're going to meet them properly later. But I think first, we should just take a moment ourselves to think about how much time we spend sitting every day. Because if I'm completely honest, for me, it's a lot. So I get the train to and from work, then I sit at a desk all day. And then if it's been a really tiring day, then I'll probably just sit in front of the television in the evening as well. So add all that together and you've got hours and hours of sitting. So what we're going to try and find out in Discovery today is just how much sitting is too much. When does it become dangerous for our health? So I've come to Leicester General Hospital in the UK. Let's go inside. Hi James, I'm Professor Charlotte Edwardson. Welcome to our lab at the Leicester Lifestyle and Health Research Group. Charlotte, thanks so much for having me in. No problem at all. Shall we just start off by um, mulling? Why is it that we care about sitting? If we think about our daily activities, a lot of activities are done sitting down. Movement in our everyday lives has really been engineered out with advances in technology. And our bodies just weren't designed to sit this much, so it's going to cause problems with our health. But are our brains designed to really enjoy sitting? Because, like, so much of what we do is, it's like... You know what I mean? Like, when you've had a busy day at work, what do you want to do? You want to just crash in front of the television or something. It is very relaxing, and, and we're not saying that you shouldn't sit. You should spend some of your time sitting. It's just when you do too much of it that's the problem. Okay, so today we're going to find out when it transitions from being all right to mm, not so good. Well, hopefully I can answer that question for you. I'm quite nervous because you made me wear an activity monitor for a week, and it was quite a sophisticated one, wasn't it? You could tell whether I was walking, standing, sitting, sleeping... Do you want to tell me what you found? Yeah. So the results from the accelerometer found that you spend, on average, 9.2 hours a day sitting down. Is that a lot? 
on average, adults spend around nine hours a day sitting. So about 60% of their waking hours. So you're very similar to um, the population. James average. <laughs> average. And you're an average person for your sitting time. But some populations sit for 10, 11, 12 hours if they work at desks or they've got chronic long-term health conditions. I can see the graph staring at me. There's quite a lot of red. I'm assuming red is bad. So I've plotted your data minute by minute and colour-coded it. So all of your red data that you see on the screen is your sitting time, all of the yellow is standing time, and all of the green is the time that you spent moving around. So Charlotte, what did you learn about me? Be brutal, be honest. (laughs) So I learned that your Mondays are really quite active. Your Monday looks very different to your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, which were a lot more sedentary. Interesting. Monday is the day I normally take off during the week and then have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the office. Saturday looks quite active. There's quite a lot of standing and moving around on the Saturday. Sunday, your day of relaxation. There's a lot more sitting on the Sunday, so 12 hours of sitting on the Sunday. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't entirely remember what happened that Sunday, um... Maybe it was raining a lot outside, I don't know. (laughs) Can you figure out the half-hour bike ride that I did one evening? Oh. Here's a test of the kit. Wednesday. Yeah. I I spent all day (laughs) training. So you were guilted into doing something. It wasn't wasn't guilt. It was like my body was demanding to do something. I also had a look at the time you spent in your prolonged sitting. So in terms of prolonged sitting, we classify that as bouts of 30 minutes or more without getting up. So 55% of your total sitting time was accumulated in these prolonged, unbroken bouts. What was my worst? So your worst was on the Tuesday. So you got a three-hour chunk there of at least three hours where you haven't got up or moved around. And you've got some two-hour blocks as well on the Wednesday and the Thursday as well. At the same time, Charlotte, you made me guess how much time I had spent the day sitting. Was I close? On some days you were actually, you were quite accurate on a few of the days, but on some of the other days you actually overestimated the amount of time you spend sitting, which was quite a surprise because when we ask our research participants, they tend to underestimate by a couple of hours. Okay, I entered it with brutal pessimism. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty said that I spent the whole of this day sat down. So. But let's go into the lab and then we'll talk a little bit more about what happens in the body when we do sit down. So Charlotte, your laboratory is a row of... It's basically a gym, isn't it? Because you've got a row of treadmills, some exercise bikes, weight machines. We're talking about sitting. This seems far too active. What's going on? (laughs) It does, but actually, if you look behind you, this is what we call our sitting fishbowl. So this is where we do a lot of our sitting experiments where we make people sit down all day and look at the impact on their health. What is the big difference between sitting and being active? So when you sit down, you're not using the largest muscles in your body. So these are the ones in your legs and your bum. So that means that your muscle activity goes down. When your muscle activity goes down, your blood circulation reduces. That in turn slows your metabolic system. So when that happens, the amount of energy that your body uses goes down. You have high levels of glucose in your blood, high levels of insulin, high levels of fats in your blood. And then over the longer term, this can lead to a decrease in muscle strength, bone mineral density, and then have dysfunction of the arteries and blood vessels as well. Okay, so the less we talk about my 12 hours, the better. (laughs) What do you want me to do today? So I mentioned there that when you sit down, you use less energy. So we're going to put that to the test. So I'm going to ask you to do five minutes of sitting, five minutes of standing, five minutes of just pottering around our lab, five minutes of simple body weight resistance activities to see how little energy your body burns when you sit versus when you do some more of these light activities. Okay. 
So we're going to get you to wear the face mask. And, and you're going to measure how much carbon dioxide I'm blowing off. Exactly, yeah. So we're going to measure how much oxygen's being used, how much carbon dioxide's being released by the body, and from that we can calculate how much energy your body's using. Okay, so the first thing we need to do is get you fitted with our mask. So this is going, oh, going straight over my mouth. Yep, and then the straps go, go over your head, head and clip onto the other side. Right, so you look set, ready to start some of our activities. So nice and easy one to begin with. We're going to get you to sit down on a chair for five minutes as if you were just um, sitting at your desk. Okay, if I start falling asleep, just poke me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're going to move on to your next activity. <laughs> You're really tired I'm from really sitting tired, down yeah. for that five minutes. <laughs> Right, so the next activity I'm going to get you to do is stand at our standing desk. Okay. If you stand here for five minutes, we're going to start our test. Okay, James, we're going to move on to the light walking activity. So we're just going to get you to potter up and down our lab at whatever pace you want to do. So a nice slow, slow walk. Right, so we're going to move on to the next activity. I'm going to get you to do a little circuit of bodyweight exercises. So I'm going to ask you to do some bodyweight squats, okay. some calf raises, and then some knee raises. So these are the type of exercises that you can just do whilst you're waiting for the kettle to boil. Okay, and that's the end of the five minutes. Do you want to take a seat? I would like a seat this time. <laughs> so do you think you could do some of those activities whilst you're waiting for the kettle to boil? Yeah, but like I said, I'm really worried about how long your kettle takes to boil. That was, a, that was a long boil. OK, you'll be pleased to know that's all your test done. So Charlotte, while you go crunch the numbers, I'll leave you to it while we explore the origins of this whole idea of sitting being bad for our health. But first, I've been to the bus station in Leicester to find out how long you sit for. I retired November and I was determined I won't go sit every day. So I go three walking clubs, I keep fit. I think I do okay. It's easier to just sit on your bum. <laughs> when I'm not sitting, I try to keep active. Three-ish hours? Just three hours? Yeah, well, I yeah. go to pastry school. I'm standing up like six hours a day yeah. and I work at the weekends as well, so that's all standing up. Well, I don't really sit down until I get home. Well, the only time I sit down now is on the bus because I dance all day, every day, so... <laughs> Okay, I found the two most active people in the country. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> My name is Professor Stacey Clemmers. I'm Professor of Active Living and Public Health at Loughborough University. Stacey, why have you arranged for us to meet at the bus station in Leicester? Because most of our understanding today on the links between physical activity and health really originated from research done with bus drivers and bus conductors back in the 1950s. I said the classic experiment, one person sits all day, one person is on their feet going up and down stairs all day. Yes, so uh, Professor Jeremy Morris uh, did a landmark study back in the 1950s looking at bus drivers and bus conductors. Um, of course, the bus conductors were on their feet all day, going up and down between the decks, collecting money, and the bus drivers, as we know, spent all their time sitting and Jeremy Morrison colleagues found that the bus drivers had a much higher 
rate of heart disease in comparison to the bus conductors. Is it the being active or the being sedentary that's the difference? That's a, or is it both? Oh, that's a really, really good question. And I think that's up for quite a lot of debate nowadays. So um, back when these findings originated, the study is known as the, the landmark study that shaped our knowledge about the links between activity and health. But you could argue nowadays that actually perhaps it was the first evidence that also showed us the large volumes of sitting are also bad for our health. I think this changes. The bus drivers are still there, but the conductors are gone. Mm-hmm. So we've made it less healthy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we've no longer got these kind of healthier um, conductors because, of course, now the drivers do everything. Have you failed to learn the, the health lessons of those studies then? We have had a whole programme of research over the last 10 years or so looking at people who I describe who have compulsory sedentary occupations. Are they the worst jobs in terms of sitting when you do the studies? I mean, are they the ones that you worry about? The sitting time is probably damaging to health. Definitely. We've compared a whole host of different occupational groups and we've actually found that sitting times in lorry drivers are the worst. How Um, much worse? They are sitting across the whole day for over 12 hours a day. Um, Your typical office worker will be sitting probably about 10 hours a day. Bus drivers about 11 hours. Is there much you can do about that? We have developed a programme looking at trying to promote more activity in drivers, reduce their sitting time, improve their diets. And we have found that this programme has been quite effective, albeit during their non-working hours. Okay, so the job is still the job it's very difficult to tackle that if you've got to do a six hour drive and then that one moment where you do get a pause the first thing on your mind is probably not oh better do some squats or something (laughs) it's probably probably really need the toilet or i need to get something to eat exactly i mean one thing we have created for drivers part of our program is a little cab workout and this is where while you're driving not while you're driving i have to say (laughs) not while you're driving you worry me for a minute stacy (laughs) no (laughs) one thing that we use are some resistance bands so so stretchy elastic elastic bands yeah And one simple activity drivers could do, for example, is is pop the band beneath their feet and then do some simple bicep curls with the bands. It's a really good way of, we say breaking up your sitting time, you're still seated at this point, but the muscular movement, the muscular activity is increasing your, your metabolic rate. So that original study in bus drivers and conductors was 70 years ago. Yes. And in that 70 years, things have definitely got worse. We spent a whole lot more time sitting. You've seen the Pixar film Wally. Yes. Is that what we're heading for? Just like everybody in like their own little hover chair with a giant can of fizzy drink on the go, watching a screen the whole time. That is a big concern of mine. Um, to be healthy, you have to really make a lot of effort to embed kind of healthy behaviours within your, your lifestyle. Stacey, that just sounds like hard work. But thanks for coming to chat. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and thanks so much to Stacey Clems for meeting me at Leicester's bus station. This is Discovery from the BBC, and we're heading back now to the laboratory slash gym with Charlotte Edwardson to continue exploring what sitting does to our health and to get my results. So we found that during the five minutes of standing, your body used 20% more energy than when you were just sitting down. When you were walking and pottering around our lab, your body used 92% more energy. And that was quite a light walk. When you did the bodyweight exercises, so we did our squats and our calf raises and knee raises, your body burnt 105% more energy than when you were sitting down doing those exercises. So that tells us that your body uses a lot less energy when you're just sitting down. And I suppose it's not just calories burnt, is it, that's the difference between sitting and standing i mean we we couldn't be here for the whole 
eight-hour, ten-hour experiment to figure out what prolonged sitting does, but it has much wider impacts in the body, doesn't it? So yes, if you were to spend six to seven hours in our lab, we'd see that your glucose levels would go up, your insulin levels would go up, your blood pressure would go up. So basically your body processes slow down when you're sitting. Over the long term, that's been linked to type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease and dying early. And there's now some evidence to suggest that high levels of sitting are linked to poor mental health as well. So for example, anxiety and depression. How bigger risk are they? I mean, are they ones we should be worried about? Yeah, so there's evidence now to show that high levels of sitting are associated with double the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And then for things like cardiovascular disease or dying early, the risks are increased by around 10 to 30%. So you think they're notable? Yeah, double the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Yes, certainly. So how do you feel about headlines that go, sitting, it's as bad as smoking? So I've heard many times that sitting is the new smoking, but it's really not. These behaviours are not comparable. The risks associated with smoking are four or five times the level that they are for sitting. So who's most at risk? We found that females, South Asian individuals, those with a higher weight and those who are unfit have a worse metabolic response to the prolonged sitting than their counterparts. But actually then on the flip side, when they regularly break up their sitting time, they benefit more. They've got the most to gain. Yes, exactly. Can you compensate for the risk of sitting a lot if you just try to do really intense bits of exercise say just at the weekend if you do 60 to 75 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity per day then it doesn't matter how much you sit now a lot of people can't achieve that but if you can do... i don't know anybody who can <laughs> achieve that but yeah no but if you can do something then it will start to lower your risk if you sit for high levels of time is there a difference between someone who sits for nine hours a day in one long go and is active the whole of the rest of the time versus somebody who has nine one-hour spells of sitting and is active in between. So evidence in our lab compared one bout of exercise and sitting down all day in comparison to regularly breaking up sitting time every 30 minutes, for example, with just a few minutes of activity. And these have shown that both will benefit health, but actually having the regular breaks throughout the day, you'll get slightly greater benefits in terms of glucose, for example, from doing that. But Charlotte, what about people who either can't stand or just can't stand for very long periods of time? Yeah, so it's about interrupting that sitting time with any form of movement that we're able to do. So we've shown in our lab studies that when you regularly break up your sitting time every 30 minutes with just a few minutes of arm ergometry, so arm ergometry is basically doing cycling action with your arms, you can still reduce things like your glucose and your insulin levels quite significantly. How well do we know that sitting itself is bad for health? A lot of the evidence that we have is observational. So observational research can only look at associations between risk factors, so associations between sitting and type 2 diabetes, for example. Ideally, what we'd like to do is get people just to sit down more and then look at the impact on their health, you know, 5, 10, 15 years later, but we can't do that. That's unethical. So what we do is we design sitting reduction interventions for people and try to encourage them to reduce their sitting time and then follow them up after a year, for example, and compare them to a control group. And what does that show? We can reduce sitting time by around 60 to 80 minutes a day. They've reported benefits such as reductions in stress levels, improvements in well-being, less things like back pain. They felt more energised, they felt more productive and more engaged with their work. The other end of the spectrum, you can stand too much, and I've been finding out about that too. Take a listen to this. Hello, my name is Andreas Holtemann. 
I'm a professor in occupational health, and I'm working at the National Research Center for the Work Environment in Copenhagen, Denmark. So, Andreas, we have spent a fair bit of time chatting through sitting and what it does for our health. Is the opposite true? Is too much standing a bad thing? Oh, that's a great question. I think in general that our, our bodies designed to do all kinds of activities, sitting, standing and moving around. But of course, it can be too much. Why is standing potentially bad? If you're standing for many hours, then it might be more and more of the blood remaining in the legs. And it might be harder and harder for the, for the heart to pump it around. But Andreas, if our heart has to work a little bit harder, our muscles have to work a little bit harder if we're standing up for a long period of time, that just sounds like exercise and would be something that's good for the body. The point is that you don't get all the beneficial effects from standing as you get from walking, brisk walking or vigorous physical activity. You don't get your heart rate really up, so it improves your fitness levels. And it don't, doesn't really burn a lot of calories. Standing might be a problem if you don't have the possibility to, to sit. And for this, this reason is that you can get edema, so you have more and more venous pooling, so blood in your legs, which doesn't get pumped around. And this pooling can be bad for, for uh, varicose veins. It can be bad for your muscles' little pain, and it can also cause uh, increased blood pressure. How much evidence do we have on the health consequences of too much standing? We have very, very little uh, evidence on, on standing. If there's only a limited amount of evidence, are we in a position where we can actually say this is how much standing you should do in a day or how much you should stand still for before you need a break? In general, our bodies are, is a magnificent tool. It tells us, in principle, what is best for us. But of course, uh, it is also deeply in us, uh, inbuilt in us, that we should use as little energy as possible, which is in general the, the, the problem, right? So, with respect to standing, I think most of us, right, if you have a stand desk, you feel when you have been standing sufficient amount of time, right? Uh, so, I think in general, it is to listen to your body and, and what, what feels good. German advice from the German Occupational Health Institute saying the best thing could be to sit 60% of the time, stand 30% of the time, and be active 10% of the time. I, I'd have to live my entire life with a stopwatch in order to figure, <laughs> in order to figure that one out. I think. And I suppose the, the other thing this just highlights for me is like we started off talking about sitting and how too much sitting is bad for your health. And then we start talking about, well, actually too much standing is bad for your health. It, sometimes it can be really difficult to really figure out what is the best thing to do. Yeah. And I think, I think we should focus much more about how, how can we promote and build societies and jobs and schools which promotes a healthy living. And we need to have this good balance. Andreas, do you have a book coming out called The 60-30-10 Rule for Life? <laughs> yeah, we call it The Sweet Spot. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking. So back in the lab with Professor Charlotte Edwardson, um, I like a magic number. Is there a magic number for the point at which we should be worried about how much sitting we're doing? Well, there are a couple of studies that have attempted to put a threshold on how much sitting is too much. 
So in 2019, a large meta-analysis was done. So a meta-analysis is a study that groups together all studies that have looked at the same thing to come up with one overall concluding result. So this meta-analysis found that the risks of dying early increase gradually from seven and a half hours a day to nine hours and then increase more steeply from nine and a half hours upwards. And just to give you an idea of how big those risks are, if you sit for eight hours, your risk of dying early is 4% higher than someone who sits for seven and a half hours. If you sit for nine hours, it's 15% higher. If you sit for 10 hours, it's 48% higher. If you sit for 12 hours a day, it's 192% higher than someone who sits for seven and a half hours. Okay, so that really takes off quite quickly once you get to the other side of nine hours. Yeah. And nine hours is pretty much spot on where with I the, was yeah, and, and with the population average. is. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. Charlotte, we have really specific advice when it comes to how physically active we should be, um, kind of like how much running or swimming or cycling we should do. We don't really have the mirror image of that, do we? We don't have a number that says, like, you know, someone with a pointy finger wagging, do not sit for more than nine hours a day. We don't have that equivalent advice, do we? Those guidelines are based on 50, 60, 70 years of research. But for our research around the impact of sitting on health, actually, it really only started in the last two decades. So we just need more research to be confident on putting an exact threshold. How much do you feel like you're just swimming against the tide with all of this? Like the whole of society is like driving us more and more towards, you know, sitting down all the time. And you're like, please don't. (laughs) Sitting is so much part of our everyday activities. You know, you go into a meeting and someone's, come and take a seat. You go into your GP surgery, come and take a seat. Everything's geared around sitting. And as technology advances and it tries to make our life easier, it then leads to us sitting even more. How often do you have a day like my Sunday, which just has like 12 hours of sitting? Yeah, of course I'm going to have those long days of uh, sitting, but I just make sure that they're not too frequent. You make him feel less guilty. This is good. <laughs> this is good. What's the one thing you'd want someone to take away from this programme we've made, Charlotte? So the messages that we try to promote in our studies are to try and spend 50% or less of your waking hours sitting down and try to break up your prolonged sitting every 30 minutes for just a few minutes. Okay, so get up every half hour. Exactly. Charlotte, thank you so much for having me in today. So we were trying to find out how much sitting is too much sitting, and I think we've got our answer from Charlotte, haven't we? About nine hours a day. But we've come now to a place where they're actually really trying to focus on how much time people spend sitting. And it's Chisenhale Primary School in East London, and they're taking part in this active movement programme. The idea is to bring movement into the whole school day and then to take that home as well. So we're going to go inside and have a look. I want you to use your whiteboards and help each other out and stand up and write your answers on your whiteboard. The way we do it in class is when I'm taking the register, they know they can stand up and answer. When they're answering questions, they stand up. It's just part of our routine now. Are they more engaged in the class when it's a bit more... Definitely, and I think it's really helped with their confidence as well. When they stand up, they speak up more clearly in front of the whole class. We've got learning um, active ambassadors, so they've got a little badge, and that's a responsibility that they want to take on, where they encourage each other to stand up. Is it easy to do as a teacher to bring all that stuff in? Because it's probably not what you were taught when you were training um, to be a teacher? Not, definitely not. I mean, the first time I did forget a few times to remind them, but then it just got really easy because it just became a habit for them. And I don't know if it's just because we're here, but they're very well behaved. When I say stand up, they all stand up because they just love doing it. It's definitely fun for them. Should every school be doing this? I definitely think so. Well, Rumi, thank you so much for talking to me. I, I have realised that I've only been here half an hour and it's doing my back in bending down. <laughs> to be in I, I don't know how you do it all day. No.
name is Louie. My name's Paul. My name's Finley. My name is Olivia. What's it like being in a classroom where you're up and down, up and down, up and down all the time? Pretty active, but sometimes a little bit tiring. It's kind of fun, but then once it's all over, you're like... <sighs> but then I'm still getting used to this. When you stand up and like to answer questions, you build your confidence. It's fun and exciting, and it gets us like awake in the morning. Bye, everybody. It's just radio, you're okay. So all that's left for me to say is thank you for listening to Discovery from the BBC with me, James Gallagher. The producer was Jerry Holt. Klingt die Musik in deinen Ohren? Dann geht es dir wie uns. Bei Airbus bauen wir nicht einfach nur Flugzeuge. Wir haben eine Mission. Das heute mit dem Morgen zu verbinden. Du willst ein Teil davon werden? Das ist deine Chance. Wir suchen motivierte MitarbeiterInnen in vielen Bereichen. Jetzt bewerben unter airbus.com jobs und gemeinsam mit uns abheben. Ready for takeoff? Veränderungen scheinen oft unmöglich, zu komplex und zu schwierig. Sind sie nicht. Expleo ist Experte für Digitalisierung und Engineering. Erfahrene Teams können Sie beraten, wie Sie die neuesten digitalen Innovationen auf Ihre Prozesse anwenden. Jetzt können Sie genau das Richtige ändern, ohne alles zu ändern. Expleo. Jetzt ist es möglich. Erfahren Sie mehr unter expleo.com. jetzt.